Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Clinton, editor and columnist for Heartland College Sports. We are so thankful that you guys love the show and, and continue to listen each and every week. If you like it, make sure that you're subscribed and make sure that you are giving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Uh, if you do that, make sure and send a screenshot of that review to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com. And we have these awesome koozies that we send out in the mail every week. Uh, you will get one of those if you can send that screenshot to my boss. So make sure you're doing that. And uh, let's just jump right into the show this week. We've seen four weeks of college football at this point. And we've seen lots of players from across the country uh, make all kinds of impacts as transfers, as freshmen. And uh, for the first few weeks, we, we've we been doing studs and duds uh, exclusively. But we're going to change up how we do things a little bit on this show for the rest of the season. Um, there's just so much to talk about each and every week. And we're, we're still going to do a segment on that at the end of the show. But first, we're just going to jump into some of the bigger things that happened uh, this week. The first one being, obviously, Colorado and Oregon. Uh, it was the game of the week that everybody was kind of paying attention to. Everybody in the country was wanting to know if Colorado could do what they had done against a truly good football team. And the answer to that was resoundingly no. Oregon wins 42-6 to at home. Uh, Oregon could have picked their, they could have picked their score in this game, it felt like. And as much as we've been impressed with what Coach Prime, what Coach Deion Sanders has done at Colorado, the hard truth about this is, is it, it's you just can't build a team strictly in the transfer portal after one off season and expect to compete with the top teams in college football. Now, I I one hundred percent believe that Oregon uh, is a team that will be in the hunt for a college football playoff spot uh, all season long. I, I think this is a team that's absolutely going to push. Uh, USC, obviously Utah's up there as well. Washington is another team that that's really uh, pushing out there in the Pac-12. There's four or five teams right now that are vying for the for the spot as, as the top team in the Pac-12, and Oregon is one of those. But I think we also realize that Colorado just they're just not quite there yet. Um, and unfortunately for the Buffaloes, they won't ever be uh, a, one of the top teams in the Pac-12 because this is the last year they're going to be in it. Next year they'll be facing Big 12 teams. It'll be a different conversation then. We'll have another year's worth of recruiting um, to see what Deion Sanders does with his team. But right now, it just I think it's pretty clear that Colorado is a much better football team than they were a year ago. They just don't have the depth to uh, compete with teams like Oregon. Now, a lot of that has to do with uh, the line of scrimmage play. Uh, you can't you can't compete with Oregon if you're giving up as many sacks as Colorado does right now. Uh, defensively, you've just got a long way to go, uh, and that's fine. That's part of of rebuilding a program, and I think that Deion Sanders has done an excellent job in turning Colorado around. I mean, they're three and one. We're we're still talking about a team that uh, you know was one and eleven last year. So what he's done to this point is is nothing. Uh, nothing short of obviously respectable, and it's it's a really really big deal uh, that he's done what he has done in the short time that he's been there. But there's there's just still a little ways to go. Um, 
I still think Colorado can get to a bowl game this year. Um, they've got some winnable games left on the schedule, uh, but unfortunately they are in the midst of uh, a pretty decent um, little two-game stretch here where they've got Oregon, and now they host USC uh, on Saturday. Um, you know, with with how volatile USC's defense is, maybe that game's a little bit closer. Maybe some more score uh, points are scored, but I, I think USC is going to be able to put up as many points as they want in that game as well. So, uh, but you got Arizona State still on schedule. You still got Stanford. Uh, you still got Arizona, who is up or down. Um, but you've got UCLA, Oregon State, Washington State, and Utah left on the schedule still. So. It's going to be tough, but uh, I think the Buffs can still find a way to sneak into a bowl game, uh, and that would be a really, really big story if they were able to do so uh, in year one. So with that being said, the team that you should really be watching uh, when it comes to seeing what a what a portal team can do when managed properly is Florida State. Now, Yes, they needed overtime to beat Clemson, who is down this year. But what Florida State has done over the last couple of years in the transfer portal is setting them up to be, um, I mean, a, a favorite to make the college football playoff. They've got guys like Braden Fisk that they didn't have, or Jared Verse. You've got Fincherell Cypress making plays. Um, obviously, you've got Keon Coleman making plays and Jaheim Bell. You've got uh, there's there's just guys all over the roster that have transferred in to Tallahassee, and what Florida State's doing at this point in time is they they've just looked really impressive, and they've done it by not building their roster through the transfer portal, but supplementing it, and that's how you have to do these things. Uh, that's that's the best way as of right now that we can see is the best way of of uh, working the transfer portal if you're a coach you supplement your roster you bring in positions of need via the transfer portal um but you don't exclusively shop there if that makes sense so uh, i i think there i think there's a middle ground here and i think florida state is is kind of one of the teams that's paving the way for doing it correctly um, we've seen them obviously still recruit at a high level or at a higher level here as of late. Um, and, and they're, they're doing good things in the transfer portal and that's a good way of looking at it. Uh, so, so maybe not doing what Deion Sanders did and clearing house, obviously his team was one eleven before he got there, but, um, you know, there's a middle ground here. You also don't want to be in the same, um, predicament that Dabo Swinney is in at Clemson. He he simply just he doesn't believe in the transfer portal. He took one guy in this last cycle. Uh, I, they were ranked in outside the top 100, I believe, uh, the transfer portal rankings. Um, I, surrounded by teams like Rice in the transfer portal, so um, he just simply has said, "No, I'm not doing this. Uh, I don't believe in it. This is not how you know. I'm not going to use NIL to bring kids in if they want to come play Clem- at Clemson." and they want to come be a Tiger, they're going to be that way from high school. Um, you know, I think that that just, you know, I think that definitely that definitely plays a factor as to why Clemson is 2-2, two and two, um, and they're 0-2 they're in conference play. And so I don't think that's a coincidence uh, whatsoever that, that Clemson has fallen behind a little bit. 
at least in terms of ACC's hierarchy, um, with Florida State taking a jump here. So, um, just something to, something to pay attention to, something to watch. Nick Saban at Alabama is another example. Um, you know they they had to they had to rally and beat Ole Miss this week, which you know isn't anything to shake a stick at because Ole Miss is a good football team. But with what we've seen from Alabama to this point, it's it's fair to to say that you know they could be in a in a dogfight in several games this year. There's a reality where Alabama goes nine and three or eight and four this year. Um, you know, you've got teams like LSU and and Tennessee that you've got to take on. You've got to go to Texas A and M. You've got a tricky game at Kentucky, and obviously you've got Auburn at the end of the year. And that's that game is in Auburn this year. So, um, you know, I, I think Nick Saban not doing what uh, he he could do in the transfer portal and not supplementing the roster, not going out and getting um, a quarterback that can actually do something for you. Uh, and, you know, no offense to the guys, to the guy that he brought in, but, but it's just simply not good enough. Um, so when you look at that, you just have to, you have to understand Tyler Buckner isn't the guy that's going to get you over the top. If Jalen Milrow is not working out, you need to have somebody in there that does. And, you know, Alabama doesn't have that. And when you have quarterback problems in college football, you've got big problems. Um, so, you know, you can't go exclusively to the transfer portal, but you also can't, you also can't just completely rule it out. You've got to have a healthy mix. You have to be able to supplement the roster and do it the right way. Uh, and that'll help you. Just another, uh, another thought here. I went ahead and put together a list of the top 10 average, uh, ratings of transfers per team in the 2023 cycle. So, um, the, the top 10, uh, the top 10 classes that this is not the top 10 classes because, you know, Colorado has the number one class overall, but they signed 51 guys according to, to two, four, seven sports. Um, so, so we're looking at the average rating of, of guys that you bring in, you're supplementing a roster, you're bringing in high end talent. Um, and so, uh, that's what we're looking at here. Tell me if you notice a trend here. Number one, Florida state. Uh, Florida State's average uh, recruit ranking in the 23 transfer portal cycle was a 91. Uh, Number two on that list is LSU at 90.5. Number three is Texas at 90.2. Miami is fourth in the average with 90.08. USC is number five on the list uh, with 90.07. Ohio State is number six at 89.86. Michigan, 89.56 at number seven. Um, Oregon at number eight is 89.43. Auburn at number nine is 89.42. And then Oklahoma is number 10 at 89 flat. So those are your top 10 teams as far as uh, the average ranking of the recruits they took in the 2023 transfer portal cycle. So the trend that I wanted you to notice there was eight of those 10 teams are undefeated right now. Nine of those 10 teams are ranked, Auburn being the outlier there. And the other two teams that aren't undefeated are three and one, 
And so you have the number two, number three, number five, number four, and number eight teams in the country right now are on this list. And I, I just, I don't, I refuse to believe that that is a coincidence. Now, is it solely because they did really well in the transfer portal this last year? No, not at all. I mean, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Texas, USC, those teams are are really good, and they have been uh, for several years. Florida State, obviously, is somebody that has ascended, um, and they're number one on this list. And I think that that has a factor uh, for, for why they are where they are. They had eight guys in the transfer portal um, that they signed this last year that were four stars. So, and those are guys that are making... Uh, those are guys that are making immediate impacts for them. Keon Coleman is one of those guys. Jaheim Bell is one of those guys. Jeremiah Byers uh, on the offensive line. He is one of those guys. Ventrell Cypress, Braden Fisk, Kyle Morlock. These are guys that are playing for them and making big moves for them right now. Um, and I just, I, I don't think it's a coincidence whatsoever. There, There's uh there's too much there's too much evidence there for that not to be the case. So, um long story short, if you're going to use the transfer portal, use it properly. Don't build your entire roster from the transfer portal, but if you're not using it, you're you're tying one hand behind your back because everybody else is using it. Uh and, and what the impact that NIL is having on college football, if you don't use it, and you continue to lose games, no, Dabo Swinney is not going to get fired at the end of this year. But his seat might start to warm up. If they're 2-2 two and two right now, you know, I, I look at their schedule. Let's just pull it up here. Just Let's just pull it up here and, and look at what uh, what Clemson has coming up uh, this season. Let, let's try and see where they may fall as far as schedule goes. They've got a, a, an undefeated Syracuse team going on the road there. They've got Wake Forest. They've got Miami, Notre Dame, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia Tech, NC State. Okay, so they're, you know, they reasonably could lose another three or four games. Uh, if they go seven and five this year, you best believe that there's going to be some noise going on in Clemson. Now, again, he's going to get the benefit of the doubt, but if that continues, if he says, no, I'm, I'm not doing this transfer portal thing, then perhaps down the road some at some point they're going to find somebody who will. That's just the way it goes. This is a competitive business. You're paid to win. And if you don't win, they'll find somebody who will. Um, okay, so we're going to finish up the show here with uh, week four studs and duds. I have no duds for you this week. Um, there just There wasn't anybody out there that really... Uh, stuck out to me enough uh, to be a dud this week. You really, I mean, you've got to stick out like a sore thumb. I need to see four interceptions or, uh, you know, just you have to have high expectations coming in, one, to be a dud, and two, uh, it has to go really poorly. So we've got three studs for you tonight, um, all guys from the transfer portal, no true freshmen this week. The first guy, we mentioned him in our last show, Cameron Ward, quarterback at Washington State. He used to play for Incarnate Word. He continues to just light up the stat sheet and the scoreboard. Um, in a 38-35 win over Oregon State, uh, Ward went 28 of 34 
For those of you counting, that's 82.4% completion rate. For 404 yards and four touchdowns through the air, he added another touchdown on the ground. So that's five total touchdowns for Cam Ward in a win over a ranked Oregon State team. Stud. Uh, second guy on my list here, uh, Penny Boone. He is the Toledo running back who transferred over from Maryland after uh, a couple of seasons there. Uh, he had 24 carries for 211 yards and two touchdowns and a 49-31 win over Western Michigan. Uh, again, this is a guy that a lot of us don't know or have ever heard of. Uh, and uh, all he does is go drop two bills and two touchdowns. Uh, in an 18-point win against a conference opponent. Stud. And then my final uh, stud of the evening, this was a big performance. Um, and Jack Plummer is is not just a one-time transfer. He is he's a two-time transfer, and he is currently the quarterback at Louisville. And prior to that, he was a quarterback at Cal. And before that, he was the quarterback um, at Purdue for three years. So this guy's been around. He's seen a lot. And against Boston College in a 56-28 to win over Boston College, he goes 18-21, to so he completes 85.7% of his passes for 388 yards. Yeah, on 18 completions, 388 yards, and five touchdowns. He also added a touchdown on the ground. So this guy absolutely lit it up this week against Boston College. Um, I mean, that's that's just a heck of a stat line there. So uh, Louisville moves to, I believe, 4-0 uh, and, and looks, you know, has looked good doing it. Um, Potentially a ranked matchup coming up. If they can get past NC State, they've got Notre Dame in a couple of weeks. So it could be a fun one there. Um, but but yeah, Jack Plummer's playing really well. Louisville's playing well. And uh, long story short, use the transfer portal. Uh, maybe not too much, but at least use it some. Because if you don't, you're falling behind. Uh, that's going to do it for us tonight here on the, tra- on the Portal Podcast. Thank you guys again for listening in. Uh, remember, take that screenshot and give us that review if you guys feel we deserve it. Uh, Five-star rating and review on iTunes would be much appreciated. Uh, This is Brian Clinton, and we will catch you next time out here in the portal.